The title of my talk tonight is A Man to Man. Point one of my talk is What is Man to Man? My second point is how to start meeting with a man on a man-to-man basis. My third point is some practical hints in man-to-man. My fourth point is a suggested man-to-man session with your Timothy. And fifthly, there's some books I like to recommend for your man-to-man time for your Timothy to read, to share with you. (coughs) Man-to-man. Let me use three key verses. Don't look them up, I'll just read them out to you. The first verse, is 1 Corinthians 4.15 and I believe that 1 Corinthians 4.15 is the greatest need in Christendom today. Paul said to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 4.15 For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ yet have you not many fathers for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. That's the greatest need today for more spiritual mums and dads. The second key verse is taken from 1 Thessalonians 2.11 in the NEB, the New English Bible. 1 Thessalonians 2.11 NEB which says As you well know we dealt with you one by one as a father deals with his children. One by one. My third key verse is over in Acts 20, 31, Amplified. Acts 20, 31, Amplified. Therefore be always alert and on your guard, being mindful that for three years I never stopped night and day seriously to admonish and advise and exhort you one by one with tears. First heading, what is? man to man man to man is meeting individually eyeball to eyeball face to face with another man and sharing your whole life and ministry with him So he, by the grace of God, will progress from being spiritually immature in Christ to spiritual maturity in Christ. And two verses another I'd like to use. First one is 1 Thessalonians 2.8 
1 Thessalonians 2 8. So being affectionately desirous of you, we're willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because ye were dear unto us. And the second verse is Ephesians 4.13. Ephesians 4.13 Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. The question is often asked what is the difference between follow-up and man-to-man? Well, I like the two, first of all, number one, follow up, the shotgun, which is an extensive ministry. And number two, the man-to-man is the rifle, which is intensive. Follow up is like a spiritual nursery, done in groups and partly individually but man to man is an intensive ministry to faithful men and if you just underline that word faithful men and on a one by one basis and let me share you two verses that talks about faithful men on a one by one basis 2 Timothy 2.2 2, which is our multiplication verse in the Navigators 2 Timothy 2.2 2, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also not just faithful men but faithful men who shall be able to teach others also and that's production and then Joshua 11.15 talking about Moses and Joshua, a lovely verse on man to man. Joshua 11.15 As the Lord commanded Moses his servant, so did Moses command Joshua, and so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded Moses. Faithful men. What's a faithful man? A faithful man is one who is dependable, He's reliable. He's trustworthy. A faithful man is dependable, reliable, trustworthy. And to test a man whether he's faithful, give him something small to do. If he doesn't, give him something else. But just give him something little to do. And I'll give you a verse on that. Luke 16, 10. Luke 16 and 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So to test a man early whether he's faithful, just give him something to do, see how he responds. But the thing that helps me, Walt Hendrickson, a man who was on the Navigator staff till just recently wrote a book, Disciples Are Made, Not Born. And in it, chapter 1, the type of man God uses is his title of chapter 1. He gives nine points 
of a faithful man. And I'd like you to take an atom, please. Nine points of a faithful man. Number one, he has adopted as his objective in life the same objective God sets forth in the scriptures. He has adopted as his objective in life the same objective God sets forth in the scriptures. And the reference is Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Point two about the faithful man. He is willing to pay any price to have the will of God fulfilled in his life. He is willing to pay any price to have the will of God fulfilled in his life. We take the scripture verse, 2 Timothy 2, 3 and 4. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangling himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Third point of a faithful man, he has a love for the word of God. He has a love for the word of God. Jeremiah 15, 16. Jeremiah 15, 16. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart from call by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Jeremiah 15, 16. Fourth point of a faithful man. He has a servant heart. He has a servant heart. Matthew 20, 26 to 27. Matthew chapter 6, verses 26, 27. But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Matthew 20, 26 and 27. Fifth point of a faithful man, he puts no confidence in the flesh. He puts no confidence in the flesh. Romans 7, 18. Romans 7, 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Romans 7, 18. Sixth point of a faithful man, he does not have an independent spirit. He does not have an independent spirit. Second Corinthians 3, 5. Second Corinthians 3, 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Second Corinthians 3, 5. Point seven of a faithful man. He has a love for people. He has a love for people. 1 John 4, 11. 1 John 4, 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. 1 John 4, 11. Eighth point for a faithful man. He does not allow himself to become trapped in bitterness. He does not allow himself to become trapped 
in bitterness. Hebrews 12:15. Hebrews 12:15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Nine points of a faithful man. Fellows, that's a pretty tough standard. We don't expect a man before we have man-to-man time with him to, to come up to all those points. But is he willing in his heart to come to those points that we might teach him? Because if you're not, if he's not, you are then investing your life into an unfaithful man. And confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint says Proverbs 25:19. Invest your life into faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Point two. Point two. How to start working with a man on a man-to-man basis. How to get off the ground in this little ministry. Point one, pray for a hungry, thirsty, hearted man to work with. Pray for a hungry, thirsted, hearted, pray for a hungry, thirsty, hearted man to work with. Just as Jesus prayed for the thirsty ones, you pray for the thirsty ones. John seven thirty seven. John seven thirty seven. In the last day. That great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Jesus was looking for a special type of man, a thirsty one, and so should we. Point two, remember, it is God that gives us men. And fellas, this is a very important point. It is God that gives us men. We have the example of Jesus and his men in John chapter 17, verses 6 and 9, where he says to the Father, Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the men that you have given me. Then we have Saul, over in 1 Samuel 10, 26. 1 Samuel 10, 26, regarding Saul. And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched whose hearts God had touched and then the third illustration comes regarding Moses and Joshua I always thought that Moses selected Joshua as his replacement but it was God and the reference there is Numbers 27 15 to 20 I'll leave you that to read and digest yourself Numbers 27 verses 15 to 20 It was God that told Moses that Joshua was going to be your replacement. I didn't know that until just a few years ago. I always thought Moses chose Joshua, but now God chose him. And just like us, Lord, would you give me the men or man you want me to have time with? Third point on how to start working with a man on a man-to-man basis, be alert to the ones that are growing faster than others in your Bible study group. Just be alert to the ones that are growing faster 
and others in your Bible study group. Point four. If that happens, we go to point four. Go to them. One or two for a start. Don't forget you've got to get one before you get two. You've got to get two before you get five. Sort of thing. Start with one. Don't try and get five altogether. Start with one. Ask them or he would he like to meet with you on a personal basis, man to man, for some special intensive training. Go to the one that you you are led by the Lord to go to. Not everybody, just one here, one there, and one there. Point five, explain to them fully what is involved and what the cost will be in time, priorities, and discipline. And ask them to pray about it. When I was setting up the Shamgar training program for laymen and churches six years ago for the navigators in Australia, it was made known that Jack Griffin was looking after us, looking for some faithful men to be on his training team. And if you're interested, see Jack in the next two weeks. And I was just praying, Lord, give me a handful of men, men of your choice. Five men came. I laid down the qualifications for Shamgar team member, which was pretty hard and pretty high. Explained it all to them regarding cost and so forth. I said, now you go home and you pray about it. Get before the Lord. If the Lord wants you to come on this team, he'll let you know by the peace that you're going to get in your heart. So guess how many of the five come back? The whole five. Play a man's game, a man's way, you'll get men. Play the boys' way, you'll get boys. It's as simple as that. All right. Point six on how to start working with a man-to-man, man on a man-to-man basis. If they still show further interest, explain to them the Second Timothy 2.2 2 principle, which I just explained to you, and I'll read it again. Second Timothy 2.2, 2, where Paul said to his son in the Lord Timothy, he said, Timothy, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And tell him, this is the type of man that you are looking for. Explain to him the nine points of a faithful man that I just gave you. Let him write them out. And let him come back in a week or two. And he may not meet this standard straight away, as I said before, but he may be willing to come to this standard. And if he has a willing heart and an open heart and a teachable heart, I'd suggest you start with him. And bring him up to the point of being a faithful man and then continue on. Because you're investing into good seed if he's willing to line up to these nine points as I gave you as in Walt Hendrickson's book, Disciples Are Made, Not Born. Point seven. If they are still positive about meeting you, set a day and a time to start. Now, either once a week or once every two weeks. It doesn't have to be every week. We adopt in our program in Sydney once every two weeks. We have working men that are married that have families. Now you you do it to suit your particular situation. Could be one, could be two weeks. 
but whatever suits your particular situation. And eight point, have a trial period, say for two or three months, and then both of you evaluate after that time. Give it plenty of time before you start. I remember in my own ministry, I was told to pray for a faithful man, and it took me a long, long while before I got that one faithful man. I could get many men around me. I, by the grace of God, could lead men to Christ. But I couldn't get that one guy down to business, you know. He'd go part of the way, but he wouldn't go all the way for Jesus. But I was asked to keep with it by my spiritual father, Jack. He's got to be a faithful man. But not only a faithful man, a faithful man that can teach others also. And I was only very young in the Lord and I started to be a spiritual father. So don't think you're too young to start. And when you're pace setting anybody on a track, how many paces have you got to be in front of the other guy? One. Just one. So don't wait to get yourself a lot of theological training or etc, etc, etc. Once you're on the road for the Lord yourself and you've got a spiritual father, well then there's no trouble with you being a spiritual father. And what do you teach him? All that your spiritual father's teaching you. And every Christian should ask himself two questions. Two questions. Who is my Paul? That's the number one question. Who is my Paul? Who is the one that's helping me to be a disciple maker? And the second question every Christian should ask himself, who is my Timothy? Who is the one that I'm helping to become a disciple maker? Now, if you're having any problems in this particular area, I suggest you see Tony. You see, I've just put a big job on Tony's lap. Okay? But praise the Lord for our Tonys and Heathers. Good. Well, third point. But I do feel, before I get off the second point, that you must give it a lot of real prayerful consideration before you start because you're investing your life into this guy. You're really investing your life. Okay, point three. Some practical hints in man to man. Some practical hints in man to man. Point one. Make sure you are well prepared at all times for you only reproduce after your own kind. And I'd like to repeat that. Make sure you are well prepared at all times for you only reproduce after your own kind. If you're up to date and faithful on your quiet time of a morning, seven mornings a week before breakfast, that might hurt a little. That's the type of man you're going to produce. But if you're a little bit weak on this, that's the type of man you'll produce on your quiet time. If you're a fanatic on scripture memory, that's what you'll produce. But if you don't think scripture memory means too much, and I believe there's no quick way to grow in the Christian life, the only quickest way to grow that I know is start hiding God's word in your heart. If you're really sold on scripture memory, that's the type of man you'll produce. A type of man also that's sold on scripture memory. So you, you teach by your life. More is caught than what is taught. 
and so we could go down to the other basics. Good. Some practical hints in man-to-man point two. This is a very important part. Aim at winning his heart. Aim at winning his heart. Lord, give me the heart of dear old Joe when he comes tonight. Proverbs 27, 19. Proverbs 27, 19. As in water, face answers to face. So the heart of man to man. Lord, give me dear old Joe's heart. And that's a big thing if you've got another man's heart, isn't it? And vice versa. Point three, in some practical hints in man to man. Just remember that you can't lead anybody further than you've gone. And 3A, just put it down as the 3A, I'll put it in the red ink. You cannot lay solid foundations in other lives that are only sketchy outlines in your own. You cannot lay solid foundations in other lives that are only sketchy outlines in your own. Point four, and in repeating myself, you teach by example of your own life. And Paul said this in Philippians 4.9. Philippians 4.9. Paul said, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. <coughs> Still on that point, The person who seeks to do man-to-man must be what he is trying to teach. For the learner will follow the example of his teacher sooner than he will his word. The person who seeks to do man-to-man must be what he is trying to teach. For the learner will follow the example of his teacher sooner than he will his word. Point five, and here's a very good point. In man-to-man, take nothing for granted. You're starting off with a fellow new. He tells you something. That's good. You're not doubting his word. But in anything, check, check and double check. Take nothing for granted. A very good point in man-to-man. Six, point and some practical hints in man-to-man. Repeat all things. You to him and him to you. And just put down a scripture reference, will you? Isaiah 28.10 in the Living Bible. Isaiah 28.10 in the Living Bible. It says, He tells us everything over and over again a line at a time and in such simple words. John Ridgway and those boys down to New South Wales University in the early days of the map work, I'd have man-to-man with John Ridgway and I'd go and have man-to-man with Graham French, his buddy out there, they were both doing their doctorates. And when I was gone, they'd say to one another, what did he give you today? What did he give you today? He gave me the same thing he's been giving me for the last couple of months. Nothing new, nothing new. And here before John Ridgeway went to India, he spoke before 1,100 men 
And he said, I just praise and thank God that Jack repeated those things over and over again. He says, because they got indelibled in and they become a part of my life. So make no apologies for repeating things. Here's another good point. When you tell him anything, get him to write it down. And after you to get him to write it down, get him to repeat back what he has written down. Now I find that there's quite often not 100% connection there. This takes time, but you're doing things properly. Some more practical hints in man to man. Point seven. Give him attainable assignments. Give him attainable assignments. Proverbs thirteen nineteen. Proverbs thirteen nineteen. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. If you happen to have a little shovel there and you're shoveling everything into this poor old guy that you got on man to man, just burn your shovel, will you? Get out the eyedropper, you know, with the little babe. Get out the eyedropper or the thimble. And you will find you'll get more mileage out of little by little, little by little, line upon line, line upon line. We have over in Australia a little system called the drip system. The drip system. It's unique to Australia. Thirty years ago we built a home in Haberfield, Sydney, four miles out of the centre of Sydney, and we planted some lovely pine trees. I didn't have time to water them. I was a very busy businessman in those days. When I come to Christ, I was a very busy Christian. So right throughout those 30 years, I've let the good Lord water the pine trees. Okay, there's two pine trees as you come out our front door, one on the left-hand side, about 18 foot high, about 12 foot wide. Boy, is it alive. But four feet over the path, just four feet over the path, there's another pine tree planted at the same time. It's about seven foot high, about five foot round. It doesn't look so good. Why? Why the difference? And they both had the same amount of water. Well, the difference is that the big one happens to have beside it a tap. T-A-P. For 30 years, fella, I've never been able to stop the slow drip that's been there. I've had plumber after plumber in, reaming it out, putting the rubbers in, but still gets the slow drip. The drip system. Just give the new guy seven minutes with God seven mornings a week before breakfast. Don't give him an hour. Give him seven. Eventually, after a few months, seven will grow into 14. After another year, 14 might be into 28. But remember the Australian drip system, will you please? You'll get more mileage. You'll get more mileage. Okay. There's a patent on that, by the way. <laughs> Point eight. Point eight. Take him with you as much as possible. Take him out witnessing with you. Take him out if you've got a church assignment. But whatever you do, take him with you. And this is what Jesus did with his, with his disciples as he taught them. He took them with him. Mark 3.14 And he, that's Jesus, ordained twelve that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. Point nine. In some practical hints in man to man. Inspect 
him as well as expect of him. If you give him something to do, expect him to do it. But when he comes to see you next time, inspect him to make sure he's done it. So inspect as well as expect. Just a little principle in man to man. Point ten and some practical hints in man to man. Use as many pass honourable illustrations as possible. Make sure he gets it through the eye gate as well as the ear gate. Such illustrations as, like the wheel illustration that you know, the word hand illustration, we have a prayer hand illustration, we have the bridge, don't we? Then we have many, many other types of illustrations. See, there's a Chinese proverb that says that one picture is worth a thousand words. I don't know what you fellows are like, but give me an illustration. If I can get it through the eye gate, it seems to sink in much quicker with me. Good. Point 11 on some practical hints in man to man. Share your whole life with him. Your whole life. Your weaknesses as well as your strengths. Your weaknesses as well as your strengths. Just you be transparent before him. Let me give you a little illustration. I did this unconsciously. Uh, May and I were asked to go to Brisbane, 600 miles north of Sydney, and take a navigator conference there for five days. And I was talking on scripture memory. And scripture memory, I'm so motivated on scripture memory, but I'm so bad in trying to learn the verses that I was sharing with the guys. If it takes you 20 times over as you repeat a verse and you get it, it will take me 40. That's how hard I find scripture memory. But I'm so motivated on it and the value of it. And there was a guy sitting there, a key man, and afterwards he came up to me and said, Jack, he says, that little illustration you gave about how you found scripture memory hard was a blessing to me. I said, why? He said, I've known you over the years and I always thought that, boy, scripture memory came like that to you. He said, because I have trouble with scripture memory, but it won't worry me anymore because I know that you are having trouble getting it off the ground. I said, all you've got to do is just pray and ask the Lord to give you the ability to learn your verses. So I just said, be open with your guy. Share your weaknesses as well as your strengths. Good. Point 12. Share with him as a buddy, not as a teacher-pupil attitude. Share with him as a buddy, not as a teacher-pupil attitude. Always be enthusiastic about all things as you share with him. Always be enthusiastic about all things. And will you be an encourager to him at every opportunity? Let me give you a couple little verses on encouragement. Isaiah 41, 6 and 7. Isaiah 41, 6 and 7. They helped everyone his neighbour, and everyone said to his brother, Be of good courage. So the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith. The dear old little lowly carpenter was encouraging the highbrow goldsmith, so to speak. And here I was in the early days of the nav work. I didn't have a lot of education, but here I am, I'm having man to man with two pastors and five university students. But it's God that does the work through you, isn't it? Just, just be an encourager. Just be a carpenter. Encouraging the goldsmith. Okay? Point 13. 
in practical points in man to man in everything show him how show him how and would you mind taking this little statement down please and underlining it we are long in telling people what to do we are long in telling people what to do but we are short in showing them how we are long in telling people what to do but we are short in showing them how so in everything give him the how point 14 tailor your program to meet the need of the individual tailor your program to meet the need of the individual why because each one is different each one is different don't try to pour them all into one mould you know like a sausage machine that doesn't work in man to man each man is different 15 point 15 in practical helps keep sharing the lordship of Christ with him this is a very big point in man to man Keep sharing the Lordship of Christ with him. I'll give you a couple of verses on it which you can ponder over and perhaps learn them if you don't know them. Luke 2.11 on Lordship of Christ. Luke 2.11 For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour which is Christ the Lord. That's right. Which is Christ the Lord. And then the discipleship chapter in Luke is Luke 14. So just take the reference of three verses and I'll read them out to you. Luke 14 26, 27, and 33. Now this has got to be in your life before you dare share it with his life. Okay. Luke 14, 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. That's pretty tough, fellas. That means prize far less, that hate. Verse 27 and Luke 14 And whoso does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. It's a cost, a pretty high cost to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And Luke 14, 33 says So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. That verse means to put your trust in nothing else but Christ. Not in worldly goods or worldly things but your trust in Christ and in Christ alone. In man to man. These are five important points in one group in man to man. And you could almost take it on your hand, one point for each finger. First point, number one, tell him why. Hyphen, it is important. Just tell him why it is important. That's A. That's A, point A, point 16. B, show him how to do it. C, get him started with specific suggestions. With specific suggestions. 
D. Keep him going. By visits or phone calls. And last but not least, point E. Very important. Get him to reproduce all this in another life. And put down the verse again, which I had before. This is the third time I've had it tonight. 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. It's the spiritual reproduction verse. 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. Paul said to Timothy, his son of the Lord, he says, Timothy, and the things that thou hast heard of me amongst many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So if Tony here was teaching you something, then you in turn should be watching out for a faithful man so you in turn can do it the same. I was very young in the Lord when I started to do this. And God bless us. Okay? And then when I come round next year, or three years' time, don't tell me all the activities you've been connected with. Just give me the name of not your son in the Lord, but your grandson in the Lord. Not the name of your Timothy, but the name of your Timothy's Timothy. And that's spiritual reproduction. That's multiplication against addition. Just let me give you a very brief illustration between addition and multiplication. I used to have a manufacturing business for about 26 years after I got out of the Second World War. Let's make up a little story. I want to employ two men. I say to one man, I want to employ you for one month, 31 days, and I want to give you a $1,000 a day for 31 days. Now, in addition, what's he going to get at the end? 31,000. That's simple, isn't it? My little four or five-year-old grandson could tell you that. $31,000 he'll get by addition. But I say to the other fella, if I was to give you a cent a day, and I want you to work for me for 31 days, I want to start you off with one cent a day, and each day I want to double it. So the second day you're going to get two cents. The third day you're going to get four. The next you're going to get eight. Next you're going to get 16. Next you're going to get 32. Who's going to end up with the most after 31 days? Now all you brains can work it out quick, but let me tell you the answer. The man that gets a thousand pound a day for 31 days gets 31,000, uh, uh, not a pound, a, a dollar a day, gets 31,000 dollars. I'm thinking of the pounds that you use here. <laughs> At a dollar. Yeah. If he gets if he gets $1,000 a day, he gets $31,000 at the end of the month. The man that gets the cent a day and doubles it every day for 31 days ends up with $10,000. I did not believe that when I first heard it, so I went home and I started. And had a sheet about that long by the time I'm finished. The boy, the man was right the top of me. You mean 10000 Ten million. Sorry. Ten million. Ten million. Sorry. That's right. Ten million. Ten million. That's quite right, Tony. So it was such a big figure like that I couldn't understand it. Yes, one was thirty one thousand, one was ten million. All right? Point seventeen in helps in man to man. Helping to establish his goals in life. Such as what could be a simpler more goal than the motto of the navigators? To know Christ 
and to make him known. And a verse to know Christ is Philippians 3.10 Philippians 3.10 That I may know him. That's the first five words in Philippians 3.10. And to make him known just take the scripture reference Colossians 1.27-29 in Philips. Colossians 27-29 Colossians 1.27-29 in Philips. By the way to know Christ in the wheel illustration is the vertical goal and to make him known is the horizontal goal in the wheel illustration. And to make him known, Colossians 1, 27 to 29, Philip says, and the secret is simply this, Christ in you, yes, Christ in you, bring you within the hope of all the glorious things to come. So naturally, we proclaim Christ. We warn everyone that we meet and we teach everyone that we can all that we know about him so that if possible, we may bring every man up to his full maturity in Christ. This is what I'm working at all the time with all the strength that God gives me. Isn't that a wonderful verse? Paul was a very busy man, but he was trying to make Christ known everywhere he went. Good. And 18, final point on points in man-to-man and practical hints. Remember, put down the reference, Psalm 127, 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labour and vain that build it. Or you could say, except the Lord build the man, they labour and vain that build it. And also 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and 7, where Paul said, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and 7, he said, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. They're two wonderful verses, isn't it? For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure, says Philippians 2, 13. Alright, so much for the practical points. Let me go on to something now that's um, maybe something a little bit more interesting. All those three points for a lead up to what I want to really tell you now. A suggested man-to-man session with your Timothy. Now I'm going to give you what I consider is more or less a skeleton outline. You'll have to come and take this to suit your particular situation. Okay? You can add or you can subtract. So I've just put something right down the centre on a suggested man-to-man session with your Timothy. Point one. Always pray before he comes for your meeting together. You can put down Exodus 4.12. Now therefore go and I'll be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. Exodus 4.12. Point two. Having visit you if possible. The idea there is you're very busy in the ministry and you don't have the time to travel to his place and back. Try and get him, if possible, to visit you. That may not always be possible, but your situation will allow you to work it out. Point three. Always greet him with a warm handshake and a smile. These are very simple little suggestions, but they don't always happen. Always greet him with a warm handshake and a smile. Make him feel welcome. 
Here's another point, very small but very practical. Point four, if night time, leave the front light on as well as the hall light so he will know he's expected. Very small thing but very important. Now, here comes one that might hit right on the, I think you call it the belly button. Always aim for punctuality. 1 Corinthians 14.40 Always aim for punctuality. 1 Corinthians 14.40 Let all things be done decently and in order. And this is the way to do it. If you're going to meet with him at 8 o'clock, say, Joe, it's 10 to 8 for an 8 o'clock start. That's how we do it down there in our team meetings and our man-to-man meetings. So that's punctuality. You see, in the army, and that wasn't the Boer War, by the way, boys, that was the Second World War, <laughs> the nine o'clock parade wasn't one minute past nine o'clock. And Tony will tell you what would happen if you're one minute late at the parade. So the nine o'clock parade was not one minute past. So we're trying to adopt the same thing in the Christian life, that all things be done decently and order. And also for the end of the time, make sure you finish on time. So, you start promptly and you finish promptly at a prearranged time. And my suggestion is, what we do, we meet with guys once a fortnight, either one hour or an hour and a half. You, suit, you do it to suit whatever you can. You might like to do it once a week, whatever time it's suitable to you. Okay? Good. Here's another point. Always be neatly dressed. I don't say you should have your tolerant tie on and your, your dress shirt. I don't mean that. But just always be neatly dressed and be sure your meeting room is neatly, neat and tidy. Always be neatly dressed. Be sure your meeting room is neat and tidy. And here's another thing. Sit opposite one another. Not alongside one another, but opposite one another. These are some little practical points I've thought about, which helps. Say... So, you're catching him eyeball to eyeball both ways. Seven, first have a brief chat, read his family and work, etc. Show some interest and be a good listener. Two verses on be a good listener. Psalm 141.3 Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Just for a little while, Lord, let him do some talking. And the other verse that's helpful to me is James 1.19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. God's given us two ears and one mouth. Let's be twice as long in hearing as what we are in speaking. I'm talking about my own life. Okay? Point eight in your suggested man-to-man time, you always open in prayer. If he's a young fella, new fella in the, in the faith, just a short sentence prayer. You always open with prayer. Point nine. I want you to underline this point. If meeting for the first time, check him on his assurance of salvation. See if he has a Bible-based assurance of his salvation. And if he hasn't, let me give you three verses. 
that God uses in my own life and ministry. I don't suggest you use these. I'm giving you some samples just to use. The first is Revelation 3.20. Revelation 3.20. There's a promise from the risen Christ there that you invite him to come into your life. He will come in. Not he might, he will. The second one is John 1 and 12. It tells you what you become when you invite Christ into your life. You become a son of God. Okay, the third one is 1 John 5, 11 and 12. It tells you what you also receive when you receive Christ. Eternal life. That's Revelation 3.20, John 1.12, and 1 John 5.11 and 12. Now the reason why I ask you fellas to do that is unless that guy's been born again by the Spirit of God, you know, you can't feed a dead baby, can you? You can't. As much as he'll take in and absorb, and perhaps understand, that's the first step. Chinese proverb says to commence the journey of a thousand miles you must take the first step. The Bible says the first step in becoming a Christian is to invite Christ to come into your heart and life. And by the way those three verses are very handy for you to put your own date that you invite a Christ to come into your life. And should there be one or two in the meeting here tonight they're not quite sure about that see Tony and he, I'm sure he can count you through the word of God just how to know for sure on that particular point. And if you've got the date beside those three verses as you're counselling, your man, he can see your date and he'll do exactly the same. Our date is the 12th of April, 1959. May and I come to Christ on the same day. She'll be telling you more about that tomorrow at the, at the uh, meeting, God, God willing. Okay? Point 10 in the suggested man-to-man time. Just exchange blessings since you last met. Just exchange blessings since you last met. See, this is a skeleton outline that I'm sort of giving you that you can put your own meat on and adjust it plus or minuses. 11. Proceed to check him out on his daily disciplines and priorities. Proceed to check him out on his daily disciplines and priorities. And assignments for the previous one or two weeks. Proceed to check him out on his daily disciplines and priorities and assignments for the previous one or two weeks. Alright? Such as what? Alright? What about his quiet time? Joe, has your quiet time been going? Been getting him in well? Oh yes, Jack, good. Well tell me, Joe, over the last 14 days, how many quiet times before breakfast did you miss, Joe? Oh. Well, you just cancel him accordingly. You're not looking down him. Say, Joe, what happened those two times? Oh, Jack, I got to bed late, you know, the soccer was on and Wales was playing Scotland, they were playing a replay, you know, so something like that. Well, you say, now listen, you know, so just quietly and tenderly and plenty of TLC, tender love and care. Say, Joe, the victory at 6 a.m. has won at 10 p.m. <coughs> the night before. And I know I've got to turn off the Scottish International many times down there in Australia to get into bed early so I can get up early the next morning. You've got to be a revolutionist to be a disciple of Christ. Okay, check him out in his quiet time. Check him out in his prayer life. What we do down there in Australia is when we're having man-to-man time to help a man in his quiet time, 
we get him to make a covenant with the Lord and you fellows can think about doing exactly the same thing. Lord, for me, from now on, no Bible, no breakfast. Boy, that's tough, isn't it? But Job, in Job 23.12 said, he said, I esteem the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. That's what Job said. I'd rather hear the word of God than have my necessary food. And Jesus set the example, didn't he, in Mark 1.35 about getting up early in the morning. Mark 1.35 And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a salty place and there prayed. If you happen to be in that workshop tomorrow morning, you'll hear more about that tomorrow, so I won't enlarge on that. Good. Okay? What we also get them to do is they write out a short application of their daily Bible reading on a little five to three card. Not a long one, just a simple one. Now, I didn't know I was going to share this with you tonight, so I'll have a look and see what I put down on my five to three card tonight, this morning. Oh yes, we're reading in Matthew, May and I this morning, separately, Matthew 26, about where Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane and where the disciples went to sleep, remember that? Good. So I, my personal application is, and I always start with, Dear Lord, dear Lord, may I never be found asleep while there is yet work to be done for the Kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord. Jack. Always sign it, Jack. So God will know it's me. And may I always sign it, May. So she always knows it's me. Okay? So that's, we, 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 so I'll say, give me a look at your list for the last three or four days. I'd like to see what you've got down. So we help, I know. We have a look at mine. So we have a little personal application. Okay? Good. Next thing. By the way, that no Bible, no breakfast, I really mean what I'm saying to you fellas, if you don't mind. Think when you go home tonight. What about that covenant with the Lord from tomorrow morning on, especially when you've got to get up early tomorrow to go to the conference? Lord, no Bible. No breakfast. Are you big enough to make that covenant? And are you humble enough to make it? That's the challenge. And I believe when you talk to men a man's way, you'll get men. Okay? Next thing we like to check him out on, to share with him, is his scripture memory. His scripture memory. What we do, anybody here finish the new topical memory system? Anybody? Oh, it's quite a few. Good. But well, what we do, we have that little card that you're supposed to get, you know, after you finish. The other one I mean. And each time they come, we say, okay, now say these verses out on the card. Why that is, it's just a little spiritual exercise. You know, you see the exercise on the TV before the man does a 110-yard sprint, 100-metre sprint or 200-metre sprint, he does some exercises. So they're doing a little spiritual exercise because I am then going to listen to their last two lots of back review verses and current review verses which could mean 50 verses but they do this 60 just as little spiritual exercise in man to man and that's a big help when you can say your verses out aloud to somebody and if you're not saying your verses out aloud to somebody I suggest that you pray about doing it okay I say my verses out aloud to May every day and she says hers out to me good and there's many other things on the on the scripture memory we to speak about then I check them on the daily Bible reading calendar, which we should be on. Are you going, Joe, are you going through your daily Bible reading calendar? One year, two years, three years. Are you going through that Bible in a systematic way? And I'm sure if you haven't got a daily Bible reading calendar, Tony can help you on that, because he showed me his tonight. Regarding Bible study, if it's applicable, 
if he's doing Bible study with you on, on the off week, then there's no need to check him because you check him on the Bible study night. But if he's not, check his applications. See how his applications are going. The past applications, the present applications, are they attainable? Alright? Next, check on is any witnessing opportunities he has. Is he praying in his quiet time for opportunities and boldness every day, which he should be in his quiet time every morning? He should be praying for boldness and opportunities. And just put down Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. All right? Does he always carry a couple of uh, tracks with him? A couple. You might get rid of your first track early in the day. Make sure you've got a second one. Make sure you hear his personal testimony that he's got written out in such a way that an unsaved man hearing it would know how to come to Christ. Well, keep sharing with him the vision. This is point 12. Keep sharing with him the vision of disciple making. And you take that in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. And Matthew 18, 19 to 20 in the RSV says, Be a disciple, make disciples, and develop disciple makers. Let me give you that again. Matthew 28, 19, 20. Be a disciple, make disciples, and develop disciple makers. And don't forget, you've got to be one before you can make one. Point 13. Always keep the wheel illustration in focus, majoring on Christ the centre. Always keep the wheel illustration in focus, majoring on Christ the centre. Christ is the only foundation to build upon, says 1 Corinthians 3.11. Christ is the only foundation to build upon. 1 Corinthians 3.11 For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ. I repeat myself in point 14. Always keep the 2 Timothy 2.2 illustration before him for explanation. Joe, how's your Timothy? Where's your Timothy? If you've got a Timothy, how's your Timothy's Timothy? Keep that up. 15. Always keep sharing with him the importance of the basics in his life that's found in the wheel illustration. The basics in his life as found in the wheel illustration. Then 16. Meet his needs through the word if possible. Meet his needs through the word if possible. Question him. Is he experiencing any problems? Is there anything he wants to you to pray for him? Anything? Is there anything he wants to share with you confidentially? And you can you can sort of counsel him in this particular way. I told you before. I'll make it down as point seventeen, and I repeat it. Always give him attainable assignments for the next meeting, and both of you write them down what they are. Both of you write them down what they are. Point 18. Get him to share any new promises from the Word 
that he is claiming. Get him to share any new promises from the word that he is claiming. 19. Finish on time and have him close in a brief word of prayer. That's 19. Just a couple ago. 20. Confirm the date and time for your next meeting and both write it down. Then, thank him for his fellowship. Thank him for his fellowship. And share with him Proverbs 11.25 which says, He that waters shall himself also be watered. Joe, thank you for the night. You've been a blessing to me. And that's a word of encouragement to him. And that's how I find in my own life. As I share with 12 men, they're a blessing to me. 22. See him off the premises with a warm handshake and smile like you greet him with. And finally, but not least, after he has gone, go into your room and thank God for your time together. Just a couple minutes more and it's point five in my talk. Books recommended for your man to read and study and share. Books recommended for your man to read and study and share. There's five books. Number one. Number one. Now that I believe. Now that I believe. It's a book by Robert Cook. I don't know whether know it in this country. We used it quite a bit in Australia. Now that I believe. It's a Moody Press by Robert Cook. It tells you all about the basics. Book two. There are no particular order of importance. Book two is Winning Ways by Leroy Irons. Is that about here, Tony? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Book three, by Leroy Imes again, Be the Leader You Are Meant to Be. Book four, another book by Leroy Imes, What Every Christian Should Know About Growing. What Every Christian Should Know About Growing. Book five, by Walt Hendrickson. Disciples are made, not born. And I believe, apart from the Bible, that's the best book on disciple making I've ever read. Disciples are not... Disciples are made, not born, by Walter Henderson. And sixthly, Understand, by Walter Henderson, telling about how to understand the Bible. Men, they are the points on man to man. I know I've only scratched the surface really, but just take it as a skeleton, will you? Fit your own situation to suit yourself. But don't forget to pray for that faithful man who shall have it to each other's also.